On today's show, three luxury brands celebrate their future and their past at Pebble Beach. Lithium prices for EV batteries are soaring right now, but could be headed for a crash. And why you don't hear much about HCCI engines anymore. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for August 19th of 2016. Who needs Detroit, Frankfurt, or LA when you've got the Pebble Beach Concours? Three stunning new concepts made their debut at the car show, and let's start out with the Cadillac Escala concept. At 210 and a half inches long, the four-door sedan is about six inches longer than the CT6. You'd think that should become Cadillac's flagship sedan, but back in April, we reported Cadillac dropped plans to build the CT8, which this concept would likely be. No doubt the market shift to crossovers cemented that decision. And while Cadillac calls the Escala a concept car, President Johan de Nijsen says, quote, depending on the development of market segment for large luxury sedans, Escala is a potential addition to our existing product plan. Now another concept, the Vision Mercedes Maybach 6. This giant 2 plus 2 coupe is designed as an electric car with the equivalent of about 750 horsepower and over a 200 mile range. Other than gullwing doors, there's not much else to report about, so we'll give you an extra second to soak up its gorgeous proportions. And last but not least, BMW will show off the 2002 homage. As a throwback to the 2002 of the 1970s, the concept features an iconic orange and black paint job, bold wheel wells, and a carbon fiber belt line that wraps around the car, separating the upper and lower body. While we're not likely to ever see this car, BMW calls it a statement of how pure driving pleasure is defined in 2016. When Ford brought back the GT, it only planned to build 500 of them over a two-year period. But then it got a flood of orders, and now those customers who missed out get a second chance. Ford will extend production for another two years. It says the racing team's decision to participate in IMSA and WEC events over the next four years also factored into the extension. Customers who already applied will only have to update that request when the application window reopens in 2018. Still to come, prices for lithium are soaring, but could be headed for a crash. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. Uber is really ramping up its jump into autonomy. Yesterday, the ride-sharing company partnered with Volvo to develop self-driving vehicles. And now it just acquired Auto, the autonomous truck startup co-founded by Anthony Lewandowski, who used to work at Google's autonomous program. Uber also revealed that it will begin a pilot program in Pittsburgh involving autonomous Ford Fusions by the end of the month. The cars will still have a driver as a backup to take over if needed, but this is the first time the public will be able to use self-driving cars for ride-sharing. The demand for lithium batteries for electric cars has sent the price of lithium soaring. It's up 30% in the last year and now costs $8,000 a ton. On the spot market, it's gone as high as $25,000, and experts predict that demand for lithium will double by 2020. 
Lithium only accounts for 2% of all the materials and batteries for EVs, but it's estimated the average Tesla Model S has about 140 pounds of it. And that has some pundits predicting that soaring prices could cripple EVs. But Bloomberg reports that's probably not going to happen. It says four new lithium mines will open next year and that 15 more mines are on the way, mainly from Australia and Chile. And the experts predict that all that extra capacity is going to keep prices from soaring out of control. Back in the 1960s, Woodward Avenue in Detroit was known as the mecca for illegal street racing. While later today that tradition is going to be revived, only this time it's legal. As part of the Woodward Dream Cruise, a section of Woodward will get closed down for drag racing. They call it Roadkill Nights, and it's a run-what-you-brung event that's open to the public. We're going to be there and we'll be posting interviews later this afternoon with the organizers and the participants, so be sure to check out the action. It will all be on our website, www.autoline.tv. Hey, what the heck ever happened to the HCCI engine? We'll have more about that right after this. Lear Connexus is the new application suite in vehicle connectivity designed to deliver over-the-air software updates and more from Lear Corporation's eSystems, leaders in power and data management. About a decade ago, automakers were touting HCCI engines, or homogeneous charge compression ignition, as the future of engines. The technology basically makes a gasoline engine perform like a diesel, but you don't hear much about it these days. And on AutoLine this week, our panel of powertrain experts explain why. The AutoLine This Week Powertrain Series Preview is brought to you by BorgWarner. Um, but it is certainly difficult to control. Um, it only works very well at a, low, in a lower speed and lower part load. Um, so you cannot expand it up to full load. That is not feasible. And, and that basically, with all the other advancements that have been made in other areas, that kept it kind of a back burner technology. It's still out there. People still work on it. But it's not the main focus right now. Hmm. Yeah, I think I would, I'd add that when people started looking at HCCI, uh, the advantage they were looking for was that you could run a gasoline engine lean like a diesel engine, start seeing those benefits, mm -hmm. but the combustion process would reduce NOx emissions, uh, which are always a problem with lean operation, down to a level that you could get by without the expensive lean NOx after treatment. Mm -hmm. I think people have found that that isn't actually true, that you still need a good level of lean NOx after treatment and you yeah. still need to carry that cost. And yeah. as Dean said, I think it works very well in a region where we're moving engines away from operating these days by operating these uh, downsized engines. We're forcing them away from the, EG, uh, the region where HCCI works yeah. best. And like you said, I mean, Noxia, yeah. that was clearly the yeah. hope. Mm. But you still deal with very high CO and hydrocarbon emissions as part of that. And, and, and that is also something that is difficult to deal with. Yeah. So again, it has its pros, but there are also cons. And right now, I don't see it. Hmm. So is there still life left in the piston engine? You can watch the rest of that episode on our website, autoline.tv, or check it out on our YouTube channel to see what our expert panel has to say about that question. That wraps up today's show, and don't forget about our Roadkill Nights coverage later today, and have a great weekend.
Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.